Welcome to the Marketing Made Inclusive podcast. I am your host, Joanne Boyce. On this podcast, we're going to discuss all things inclusive marketing, from persona creation, campaigns, and even some of the mishaps we see in the media. Tune in and let me know your thoughts on how we can make inclusive marketing the industry standard. Welcome to the Marketing Made Inclusive podcast. I am your host, Joanne Boyce, and I'm here with my amazing team member, Serena. Say hey, Serena. Hey. (laughs) Um, On our last episode, we spoke about period campaigns and we just wanted to share some stats and some data with everyone around why this change is happening and what's being seen in in society. So Serena, what's the first stat you have for us? So Callalee commissioned research and found that 66% of people didn't feel represented in period ads. So this change isn't for nothing. <laughs> it's quite clear that a lot of people aren't seeing themselves represented and therefore may not be able to relate to your message. So yeah, that's one stat. Mm-hmm. 66% is quite high as well, because if you're putting a campaign out and your target users, these are the people who want to buy the product, are just exactly. like turned off by the campaign. And it's not they're not seeing it, they're not missing it. They're literally just turned off because they don't see themselves. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose if we want to dive deeper into why, there's another stat here that says 55% of people feel that the portrayal of periods was too easy and carefree and glamorized. So that's getting a little bit more specific. And I think when we asked people on social media what they thought of when, you know, when we say period ads, they pretty much thought of uh, thin white women uh, playing sports blonde Mm -hmm. hair very attractive very young (laughs) skipping Um, and playing tennis in a skirt and wearing all white yes yeah that's exactly it roller skating sometimes it just it does portray something a little bit glamorized and not you know not common I think I don't believe most people when they are on their periods are going out and uh horse riding in white you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's so so interesting how sometimes marketing just doesn't reflect outside of the representation it just doesn't reflect the experience there's I can't think of any point in history where women would have been celebrating and skipping through fields on their period so a marketing person could be like there's our audience we're going to copy what they're doing like it's so unrealistic it really is (laughs) Uh, any other stats we've got there? Yeah, of course. Another one was that nine out of 10 women feel that they need to hide their periods. Um, mm. And I think that's very, you know, interesting to think about. It's, And I think it's because of this taboo in society and the fact that marketing is afraid to to talk about periods and to, you know, show them. And I think that does lead to the sense of shame and it only emphasizes it Mm -hmm. there are so many campaigns I can think of various brands where the whole storyline was about hiding the tampon or passing it in class there was even I cannot remember the tampon company and I don't want to name and shame without evidence but where their whole idea of the packaging was that it looked like a sweet it looked so discreet it was mistaken for a chocolate bar it's like what was this recent or it would have been, well, I am in my early 30s. It would have been in the last 10 years, at least. Okay, well, that's still interesting. So I saw a vintage ad that talked about um, 
the sanitary napkin box being so discreet, like you can't even tell it's a, a sanitary napkin box. That was pretty much their selling point. It just looks like a normal box. And they didn't talk about the absorbency or the, you know, is the product effective? They didn't, t- they didn't even use the word period. That was just the whole thing. It, it, this is a box and you can't tell what it is. Buy it. <laughs> and it's nuts. When you think about it as a product, we know so much. I am not a car person, but mm. I know about the, the engine size and the speed and the way it hits corners. I know about the product. But yes. when it comes to tampon, they're like selling you this imaginary lifestyle that you're not going to have. When I buy a period product, I am not going to go skipping through fields. I should know about the absorbency. I should know about how functional it is. I should know about biodegradableness. And none of these things are selling points in campaigns. It's just, it's, 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 lead, it's misleading so much. Yes. And even just seeing the product. So when we think back to the first time period was said on TV, Mm-hmm. Um, it was Courtney, Courtney Cox um, in a 1985 Tampax ad. And as much as she was talking about the tampons, we didn't see it. We don't actually see the product itself. And uh, yeah, I always think it's a bit strange if you're trying to sell a product. I'd like to know what it looks like. <laughs> and see it. And there's a trend going around on TikTok at the moment of men seeing a tampon in a water bottle expand for the first time and they are generally shocked they're shocked yes I've seen that it's very funny but also kind of sad that there is this lack of knowledge around tampons and how they work I'm not saying that this is solely down to marketers in the marketing industry but I'm saying it we align 50 50 percent when it comes to period education with the with schools because we spend more of our time outside of schools way more of our time consuming ads I would say than Mm. we do in a sex ed class there is elements of school education that should educate people on period and cups and all this aspect. But if you're not a person who has a period, all that education is coming from either the women around you or TV or commercials and ads. Exactly. And there's so much discomfort around discussing periods, even with family members. So um, obviously we'll drop the sources in the show notes, but uh, there was there's a stat here that says 56% of girls would prefer to be bullied over speaking to their parents or family about periods and that's really concerning we've created this culture where you know there is so much discomfort around discussing periods and I think marketing you know it does have the power to influence that and change that if people aren't willing to even engage in a discussion about periods like how are you going to get them interested in your product when they've got this huge no sign in front of them Mm -hmm. when it comes to discussing periods at all and that impact in little kids growing up and knowing that they can't discuss it like to choose to rather be bullied than to talk to your parents about something and just the whole kind of stigma that has been inherited about mentioning the word it's it's a lot for people to take in and to shift. But I do believe, like like you said, marketers have the opportunity to start shifting that narrative. We can normalize almost anything, which is scary, but also powerful. Mm. We can normalize saying the words periods. Like I haven't seen an ad. I think I've seen some comedic ones where they will send the guy to the supermarket to buy a sanitary towel and it'd be this whole like, oh my God, there's so many different types. But I would love to see one where it's just like, oh, yeah, I just picked it up. Just like, it's casual. 
it's been normalized yes exactly I think body form are are doing that I think they're they're doing really well I think in their marketing there is a man just picking up um sanitary towels and it's just a clip of that it's nothing nothing kind of what's the word it's it's they're not making a big deal out of it Mm -hmm. it's not you know glamorized it's not highlighted in, in a very special way it's just oh here's a clip of this guy taking sanitary towels to the to the child that's it and that in itself just capturing something so simple but so normal I thought was really really powerful it is super fun. and now you're making me wonder about the various versions of creative I haven't seen so I don't think I haven't seen that one um but I also don't think I have seen any same-sex couples or mm. any no, I haven't seen any trans-related representation. Or to say, okay, now I'm going down the rabbit hole. Definitely should see disabled people have periods. That That is, that should not have been a thought I just had of like, oh my God, I haven't seen that. That, the, the period ads of past generations and one of skipping in fields is so many layers of offensive that the women are majority skinny, wearing white, look like they're privileged, fully able-bodied it's excluding so much of the population exactly (laughs) exactly even just older women you know that's not something Mm. that we see either there really is just apparently according to marketing just one type of person that menstruates (laughs) half the planet are women and a majority of them produce children so but you know let's not let's ignore that Let's completely ignore that as marketers and just focus on this one particular type. I'm curious to know, because the excuse people tend to use about ads back in the day when I speak to my clients, is like, oh, the ad rooms were like, you know, ad men. And it was just, you know, them making decisions that women should wear red lipstick and all this jazz. And I was like, okay, that's the excuse you want to use. Fine. Women weren't in the room. But I do feel like now women are in the room, but we're still reproducing and we're still mm. pumping out the same kind of content. What are your thoughts on how we would even try to create an inclusive ad or how you think Bodyform would have done it? Mm. Yeah, I think it would just be showing kind of, you know, a range of experiences, just like Bodyform have done. I mean, you keep talking about Bodyform, I'm really kind of like, you know, pleased with their marketing. Um, and showing that, you know, it's not just, having a period isn't this isn't just you know oh so you can go play sports and be happy it it's also so you can just live your life you know everyday mm-hmm. life and I don't think that they consider that or the fact that you know periods can be a really good thing for someone and perhaps that is happy that they're not pregnant or it could be really upsetting for someone that's trying to conceive it mm-hmm. can be a really painful experience and you know there may be people that just need to stay at home and relax when they're having a period. And then, yeah, it's just it's just a full range of experiences out there that I think would be worth capturing that are far more relatable. And I would like to see more, you know, more people of colour. I would like to see people with disabilities. I would like to see um, trans women, not just the one white woman that's really thin. <laughs> I want to see more about what periods are like for other people and I want to see my own story reflected as well like my own experience Mm. and I think that 
to their credit, I feel like Bodyform took their audience segmentation and applied a level of empathy to it in order to get all of that those layers in the ads they've been producing recently. I feel like so much of that is empathizing, is actually considering, okay, this is our target market. What are they feeling? Let's ask that question and explore it and see how we can represent it. Exactly. Instead of trying to portray this is what they should feel. This is how we want them to feel. And that's such a flip on marketing. Because a lot of the time you get told to, again, going back to cars, you get told to sell the experience of having the car. Mm. But really, what is the the problem that it's solving? This is the root of business. What is the problem that period products are solving? And therefore, how are the people experiencing them using it? Mm-hmm. And covering those bases and adding a level of representation on top of that because you have the aspect of thinking how to be inclusive with your language you have the aspect of telling different stories and narratives and then as you mentioned representation of different skin tones representations of body size age um representation of disabled community because all these individuals use your product i think periods is always a good one to talk about when it comes to inclusive marketing because it is such a wide use case. Mm. We tell a lot of our clients, they're like, oh, we want to target everyone. And I'm like, everyone is not your target market. Everyone is never your target. There will always be someone who doesn't use it. Yeah. And just to be clear on that, be clear on who doesn't use it and then go into your diversifying who does and who engages with it. (sighs) So many layers, so many layers. But yes, okay, so... I've enjoyed the stats. There's so, there's probably so much more. Of all the, the research that you've delved into, I have one I'm thinking of now, I'll share after. Think about uh, one of the worst campaigns you saw of yesteryear that were just not, you like, how, how did this go out into the marketing world? Is that one that comes to mind? So how, how far back are we thinking? You can go as far, you can go black and white, you can go newspaper far if you want. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> there are so many then. Um, yeah, so Modest or Modest, I'm not entirely sure how you say it, but um, that they literally had a box. Um, I, I don't know if I've already mentioned it. I probably mm-hmm. have. So they just had a, their whole selling point was you, you can have your sanitary napkins in this really discreet box and no one will be able to tell what it is. And there are other ads, sort of vintage ads, that really just talk about keeping your secret hidden. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it was just so sad. I think they don't really talk again about the product all that much or about, they don't even use the word period. It's just this sort of idea that you need to keep it hidden and you need to, you know, it's a secret and will help you keep it. There's that kind of vibe in these ads. Um but yeah, I think my favorite. <laughs> Your favorite of the worst lot, yeah. My favorite of the worst lot. I I saw a um. So this is for a painkiller to use when you're on your periods, and all all it is is a man just talking about how his life is really really stressful when his wife is going through menstruation because of the cramps and the mood that it puts him in. <laughs> So it was nothing to do with women. Um, it was nothing to do with, you know, the person that's actually menstruating and solving their needs. It was about solving the husband's needs uh-huh. <laughs> and selling to him the idea that you will have a, you know, 
calmer wife that's not going to wear you down and yeah yeah, that was probably my favorite out of the worst oh yeah it's just putting putting the man at the center you know they spend so little time in the spotlight we have to consider the husbands of these scenarios I'm being sarcastic if anyone can't tell Uh, my favorite of the worst was a newspaper clipping and it was two parts there was a part where two women were discussing um, tampons and it was like, oh, revolutionary and basically implied, no, you're still pure if you use a tampon. <laughs> and I was like, what on earth? And then, so that was from like the 1950s. But as I thought about it, I genuinely remember growing up people saying, if you use a tampon, you're no longer a virgin. And I'm like, hold on, was this started by the marketing? Is that who perpetuated this idea? And then the second worst of the worst. So that one was, you know, just on the tampon side of things. But it was a newspaper clipping of a woman's legs, skinny white women as per usual, and a thread dangling down between her legs and a fish attached to it. Oh, God. And I was (laughs) oh. I've seen that ad and I just I don't understand what was going through the marketing team's minds at the time what what are they trying to to say (laughs) where did they go to school like what what were they I just I don't understand what they were like that's the thing I remember of the ad I couldn't even tell you what the product was because they're literally saying women's private areas smell like fish and I'm just like how is that related to periods was that was we're not going back to the root problem that we're trying to help people with. No. Instead, you're just going to insult your target market and tell them that they need it or, you know, people are going to be repulsed by them. But yeah. 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 Terrible it, ad. <laughs> those were my favorite of the worst. <laughs> We've already spoken of our, our favorite of the best, which is the body form one. I think uh, womb stories, which is, that was body form one, right? With the illustration. Yeah. Yes, Mm -hmm. Womb Stories was one of my favorites. I'm generally enjoying now the new, more tech-related companies coming up where they're just having it part of everyday life. Everything is red. Everything is full on. There's no blue blood in sight. And they're just like, yep, I'm using a tampon on the toilet. It is the extreme other end of it. It is very, in terms of narrative, very real nine Mm. to five day like yes this is the reality of having a tampon there's no glamorization but I enjoy it because it feels like it's normalizing my experiences exactly yeah and we we don't even see the ordinary at all so in some ways it just does feel fresh even though it's something so simple and something everyone goes through it's yeah just seeing something so real when we don't (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's refreshing there's future, there's hope. We're going in the right direction. However, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Marketing Made Inclusive. We would love to, if you do see any period campaigns that you're just like, this is top of the notch, tag us on Twitter, Arima underscore company, and we just want to see all the campaigns you have. We'll link all the stats we mentioned in the show notes, as well as a link to our period blog, which have all the research that we've done in this area. But thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Serena, for being here. And we'll catch everyone next time.